1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to our guy Christian Cox coming up here momentarily. We'll get his thoughts on uh, what happened over the weekend and what the Utes do going forward. I'll get his thoughts on USC and all of that as well, as that continues to be a big story. Christian played for Kalani. wonder if he'd think uh, he'd be a good fit at USC. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Let's ask him. Uh, I want to remind you about our friends at Football Fridays, which is presented uh, by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainlandsupply.com. Football Friday should be fun. We're going to be at the RV Super Show this week, Gordon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I can you see know, I can see I'm... Coach Mack maybe being an RV guy. You right. can't see me as an RV guy? No. You know, because I've been looking around. I know you have. And I bet you'll look tomorrow, too. But, hey, maybe prove me wrong. Who am I to say? <laughs> I don't think Alema might. I don't know if Alema's an RV guy either. You think I should go for the big, uh, you know, the big uh, diesel pusher? Or should I go with uh, a, a Class B van or, you know, get a big old pickup and haul around a fifth wheel? I don't think you could go too luxurious. Well, luxurious would be just stay at the, you know, stay at the uh, nice hotel. <laughs> true. Very true. All right. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Joining us now, our good friend, of course, former Ute, Christian Cox, with us here on The Big Show. What's up, Christian? What's going on, Jake? What's going on, Gordon? Hey, Christian. We're just talking a little football, buddy. Uh, you you uh, recovering from the weekend? Oh, what, what? From what? What? Which game? <laughs> which one are you talking about? First Utah loss since you were on the team. How about that? Yeah. What was it? Two thousand nine. So yeah, it was. Um, it's quite the game. I don't know where you want to go with it, but we can, there's a lot of ways we can take this one. Well, what, look, what, yeah. Sorry. No, go what, ahead. What, what's your what? What were your first impressions? Listen, I people ask me how how do you feel? What's your reaction? You know, what's the immediate response to the game? And honestly, I I wasn't angered. I knew. I said to you guys, I think on our call last week, the only way BYU has got a shot is if they let the crowd get into it and make some mistakes to start the game. And quite frankly, Utah got out Utah by BYU. BYU ran a perfect game plan and two early mistakes, letting a crowd get all of the momentum. Utah hasn't really been on a real road game in a long time. And so you allowed Lavelle Edwards Stadium to become rocking and loud and get some momentum. And yeah, you only gave up three points, but uh, from those two turnovers, it just didn't allow you to get into sync. And then on top of that, um, I thought whether it was Elisa or whether it was Kalani on the game plan of flip-flopping instead of dropping eight and playing, you know, kind of an easier scheme, keeping everything in front of you, they got aggressive. And uh, the offensive line for Utah just got kind of punished. And the crowd noise got in it, and they couldn't make adjustments at the line. And um, it really was a game that started to get away from them. And 
uh, it was a game Utah really never had control over, and that's a first time in all of that this series that Utah really didn't have control over. And it's pretty interesting. Who would have thought of you know a, a going for instead of kicking a field goal would have changed the full trajectory of a game, especially in the second quarter. You know, instead of you know kicking a field goal, taking it ten to ten, hindsight's twenty twenty. Instead. BYU drives all the way down, scores a touchdown, takes a 16-7 lead at halftime while completing the big play on third down. BYU just out-executed Utah in big-time moments. And I think the you know what the conversion percentage, you guys can say the stats on it, but BYU's conversion percentage, they had a lot more third-down opportunities stuck on the field or down the Utah defense and never allowed the Utah offense to get clicking. And Charlie Brewer was running for his life, and he's not Tyler Huntley. Uh, people love Tyler Huntley, but Tyler Huntley made a lot of spectacular plays with his feet late, dump-off passes to Zach Moss, and he scamper for a touchdown. Didn't have that opportunity in the game, and Charlie Brewer's never played in this this rivalry, and uh, it was a hostile environment. And uh, kudos to A-Rod, uh, to, to A-Rod who – Outcoach Morgan Scally, right? And uh, kudos to Elisa Tuyaki, who outschemed Andy Ludwig. It really was, they got beat in the trenches and they got beat in every phase. Uh, special teams is a wash. Um, but ultimately, you got you to gotta give credit where credit's due. And, uh, you know, good for Utah to get this out of the way early. But, man, what a, what a street fight. And um, it was going back and forth with coaches. And, that's how you have to play this game and how to beat Utah. You, you got to you gotta beat them at their own game, and that's Street Fighter too. Those third down conversions were 11 of 19 for BYU, 2 of 9 for the Utes. Yeah, and that that's, for me that's, that tells the story and, and obviously the turnovers uh, coupled with that. Like if, if you guys – you guys remember this game. I think it was Clemson, Alabama. Uh, when Deshaun Watson was playing, Alabama, I think, was stuck on defense, I think, 30 or 40 more plays. Every advantage is to the offense. They get to line up. They control the, the calls. They can audible to change plays. And in a hostile environment like that, um, you know, BYU rode the wave of, uh, of momentum, and you could tell they wanted it just a little bit more. Right? You could feel it. They wanted it. They wanted the, the the thing to end, and and honestly, that's that's what happened uh, in the game. So Witt on Monday came out and said the offense's problems were different than the defensive problem. The offensive problem were mistakes, uh, execution, those sorts of things. Defensive problem was they wore down and got pushed around. What's the bigger concern? Yeah, that was the, that was I think the weirdest part of the whole thing is. You just you, you you flip-flopped on the challenges, and you know we expected. I think in our you know when you go in with a lot of ego into a game, and there was a lot of ego. Uh, you know when you win nine straight, Utah's offense you felt like it was going to be phenomenal, but you didn't take into account that BYU's defensive line was going to get a pass rush and was going to cr- create massive havoc against Charlie Brewer. He never could get his his feet settled. He was he that interception to the right side that he threw to, to Chaz Ayu. He's getting pressured. He's starting to get tackled, and he makes a mistake and throws it wide. These were all the things that 
BYU was doing uh, over the, the nine-game losing streak, right? I think Francis Bernard caught a, a pick six uh, against Zach Wilson two years ago. And in this scenario, um, you know, the BYU defensive line was ferocious, was getting penetration, and just was, was creating real, real havoc. And uh, what, was, what was interesting to me is not only that, um, you know, I'll just go back to, you know, Utah fans, there's a lot of crossover, right? Morgan Scally, Kalani Sataki, those guys in 08, 09, guess who they were scrimmaging against every day in spring and fall camp? They're going against they're going against Andy Ludwig. Guess who A Rod was going against, right, when he was the OC? That same that same defense. And so they had a scheme from the very beginning. BYU, they're gonna take these short yards and, and go to Algier and, and do a little ground and pound and get four yards. But then um Jaron Hall, I thought the I thought some of these plays were fantastically schemed. All of a sudden, they would run a quick play. You get into what's called NASCAR, and you run a zone read. Uh, and that's what Brian Johnson did in the 07-08 days, if you remember. You do a, a read option against the D-end, and this was against Mika Tafua, who's one of the better D-ends, and you're on an island. And as a D-end, being a former D-end, that is your biggest fear, to be left alone and you overcommit. And then he's fast enough, just like Taysom Hill, just gets around the edge and that was that big game-breaking play. Yeah, he stepped out on the sideline heading to the south. But that was just momentum swing, blow after blow. And just like you read off uh, there, Gordon, those third-down conversions summed up the game because the defense couldn't get off the field. The defense couldn't cause any turnovers. Zero havoc plays. Devin Lloyd was locked up. And uh, I think just BYU was more physical than Utah, which is – I can't even believe I said that out of my mouth. Yeah, Utah is athletic, but um, this game is a game of inches, but it's a game of heart and scheme, and BYU dialed up the right scheme, and end of the day, greater symbol goes to A-Rod, <laughs> greater symbol goes to Tuiaki, and uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. And I think you're right on with that, Christian, because a lot of times folks will watch the way a team performs in a game uh, and think – Wow, what was the matter with them? They played crappy. Why didn't they play better? But it's been my experience in observing sports for a long, long time. Usually there's a reason for that beyond just a team not showing up, and that is an opponent who is uh, forcing them to to either make mistakes or uh, underachieve. And it seems like that's what BYU did. Well, isn't that why we love football, though? Like football is the the great game of momentum. Uh, you can kind of you can feel it drive after drive, right? You could you could flip back and reverse to the Ty Jordan touchdowns against Washington State, where you uh, against Washington State where Utah was losing, and you saw the switch go on, and all of a sudden they roared back and put up 24 points. That was the Utah people were wanting to see from from Brewer and. Uh, you know, and, and obviously Micah Bernard did a great job uh, in having a big day, but there was none of that in, in consistent form, right? You, you run out of drives, and that's really what happened. But I think that's what you love about football is when you get your team fully humming and fully uh, with energy, momentum, and you are knocking every single play right, and even the plays that you make a little mistakes – they're being overcome by the momentum of the, the stands, but the team and, and BYU played with that. They played with an edge, 
and just in the trenches, like as lame as it sounds. And we talk about it, but I was watching the line of scrimmage and a lot of BYU's uh, guys were on the other side of the line and no one really watches that area because it's kind of boring. Only Hans really does, but that's where this game's won. And I, I knew, I knew about the second quarter. I was like, this is going to be, this isn't looking good. And this is, this is going to be a real issue in the third quarter. If Utah can't turn the momentum. And like I said, from that moment where it was seven, it was seven to 10, Kyle decided to go for it. And I get why he went for it. I really do. You're playing with house money. You want to take a blow, go up 14 to 10, but you don't get it. You run a shotgun run and get stuffed. Don't love the play call. And not only that, you're on third and 10 on your 10 yard line to get out and you couldn't get out and you allowed them to march all the way down for a touchdown. That is when you talk about like just game breaking momentum plays that sums it up. And for me, what sums up the full game in totality is this. It's the final drive where Utah has the ball two minutes. Charlie Brewer throws it. It's third and five. I can't remember who he threw it to, whether it was Theo or uh, Ennis. I don't know who it was, so I don't want to give poor credit. But hits him right in the hands. He drops it. It's fourth and five. He throws it out to a wide-open Britton Covey, and he sails it. And he sails it because he knows the magnitude of when it is and he just where he's just been so on forever. He just sailed the ball and couldn't deliver it on time because of all the weight and all the pressure momentum that is built over the entire game on his shoulders. And so for me, that just summed up the game. It was like, all right, well, you can't complete a wide open fourth and five ball right after your guy dropped a wide open pass, um, you know, move on to the next. So Christian, how do you put a tough loss behind you uh, to try and, you know, fulfill the potential of the team? I'm sure they still feel they have. Yeah, I, I think that's the the blessing of a conference, right? And you're playing in the Pac-12 conference. And uh, the Pac-12 South, you know, one week looks uh, unbeatable to the next. The the North is bounced back. Like, this conference is it's Jekyll and Hyde, man. Like, Stanford, I watched some of the highlights, Stanford, Kansas State. They looked offensively bad. They only put up seven points. Go on the road, get Clay Helton fired, and, and just outpowered USC. And Oregon going on the road against uh, Ohio State, uh, they ran the ball with, with Verdell and did really, really well. So they have a they have a very long, hard road ahead of them, but that's the, that's the thing, right? You control your destiny by winning games. You get Oregon at home this year, right? You're going to play, uh, I believe they're at SC. And so there's, there's opportunities for them to go get big road games and still be in it with a big home win against Oregon but that's going to take one game at a time. And the offensive line's got to get a lot better. Offense has got to get better. It's game two. And, and candidly, San Diego State ain't no slouch. And what they did to Arizona, uh, it was a beatdown, um, especially to compare the BYU uh, win versus San Diego State. That's not naturally how it always works. But they're going to have a really tough time. And it's a really good challenge for them to – really focus all of their energy on uh, winning and rebounding from a loss. Sometimes I haven't personally experienced this in my career, but sometimes maybe in high school, losing early resets you for the best regular season possible. And um, losing is a good thing. Like people talk about, you you know, 
Utah's terrible in November. Well, maybe this is the year that they use a loss to a rival, and records are meant to be broken, right, uh, to really focus on the conference and beating San Diego State first because you, you lose at home, or I guess they're on the road at San Diego State. You lose twice. You lose to BYU and San Diego State. It's like, what is this, the early Mountain West days? So what do you think happens, uh, Christian, to BYU moving forward? Obviously with Arizona State this week uh, and uh, and some other P5 teams coming up. I mean, do you think this team has the capability of doing something a little special? Well, that's I think that's the cool part. And, like, I'm not – listen, I you know this. Kalani was my D coordinator. I root for him. Elisa Tuiaki, I was a freshman. He was a senior. He's my running back at Southern Utah. Gary Anderson recruited him. Aaron Roderick was the OC then. I root for those guys. Like Jason Ayu is Chaz Ayu's father. He was my D-line coach with John Pease. I hope they do well. The difference, though, is they've gone through two Pac-12 schools. Arizona State, you don't know who they really are. Are they good or are they not? Uh, I think they played Southern Utah first game of the season. Um, but if this is a new BYU team, and if it plays with the same energy and edge and not get too ahead of itself, then – stays humble and focused um is this the byu team that beats usc and then goes on the road and loses to south florida or um or is this a a new chapter and and candidly uh, they can play with the same type of energy and effort like i think they could beat arizona state uh but if they go out and think they've arrived uh they lose to arizona state and i i think it sets them back just a little bit they weren't going to go perfect. They only have five Pac-12 games this year. But think about it. You're 3-0 and in the Pac-12. You've got your Big 12 invite. Uh, you're playing with your own style. These are Kalani's recruits. These are BYU's recruits. These are Fessy's recruits. Um, this is a, a, a new era that is down at BYU. And it's actually reflective of some physicality and not finesse. And they've got some athleticism on the edges. Uh, and... You know, good for them. And uh, is that is that game on the road or is it at home? Which game? I'm sorry. Oh, BYU Arizona State. Oh, it's, it's in Provo. It's, yeah. it's on Saturday night. Yeah. Listen, if they blow it at home, <laughs> that that would be like okay. I'll give you this, like Florida State BYU 2010 or whatever 2009, right? Uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't come out and play with the same hostility with the crowd behind them and just come out and methodically beat Arizona State. Uh, if it was a road game, it'd be different. But, you know, 3-0, and um, it's a good opportunity to have a really, really good season. And and for them, I think it cements them as not just a, a, a one-year wonder. And I, and I think that's what the guys and their kids are playing for. And uh, I can relate to those kids in a way that, you have a really, really good season. Well, how good are you the next season? And all of the, the guys who weren't getting a lot of reps are now getting more and more reps. A lot of no-name kids are now becoming named kids. And uh, this is their team, and um, they've got a, a massive opportunity to, to beat Arizona State at home. But if, if they lose at home, that, that kind of diminishes the rivalry. Obviously, they'll love the rivalry win, but it just sets them back. They With each win, they're playing with house money and just legitimizes how physical and how real the program is. You have a lot of naysayers of, oh, how good is Jaron Hall? Listen, Jaron Hall's like Taysom Hill. He can run the ball. He can run the offense. He can throw better on the move than in the pocket. 
But to win games, all you have to do is play that exact style they played against Utah. doesn't have to be high scoring, but play physical, control the clock, win on third down, win in the turnover battles, win in the red zone. And that's how you win college football games. And I'll tell you, what you underscored there, Christian, I think is right on the money. And it what it's really what makes that game Saturday night so interesting. Because if the, if the Cougars do it again, then that proves what you were just talking about, that they do have the focus, that they do have the determination, they do have the physicality, and they, they that they can, you know, maybe, maybe do something extraordinary. I, I don't know if that'll happen, but... They sure look determined against the youths, like like you said. I mean, they look like they were dialed in 100%. Well, I think – and, I, and again, I don't know how the Utah fans that are listening are loving what I'm saying, but they looked balanced at all positions, actually, for the first time. They had some weakness in the run game to a degree, but, like, offensively, they're pretty, they're, they're pretty balanced, you got Algier, who's a really strong runner, but then in the throw game, you got lots of options. You know, you got Gunnar Romney, you got the Nakua brothers, um, you know, you got Katoa as, a, as another running back who's very seasoned, and Hall is very nimble. He's very good, and I I credit to A Rod in the scheme because people don't people can't see that on on national TV, and you can't see it through the TV unless you watch the game film. There's just subtle plays, and I'll give you one more play on it. The subtle play was that the, the it was looked like a touchdown where he stepped out of bounds. They went NASCAR, which was fast. They then ran the zone option, the zone read, got them all moving to the right. He keeps the ball, runs around the DN, and he's he's just going to the house. He's going. No one can touch him. The only person who, in the scheme of Utah, can stop him is the DN and maybe a safety. And Hall is fast enough, like Taysom, he can just outrun people. Uh, where he'll need to work is just pocket, but that's probably not how they're going to run the offense with him. They're going to—he's only a sophomore. So uh, if they do not win against Arizona State, I'll say it again, uh, it sets it sets them back. But if they do win, it legitimizes the program and the trajectory, and they'll get more recruits, and um, they're going to keep building a culture and team that people will want to play for. Well, Christian, thank you for jumping on with us. As always, we appreciate it, buddy. Okay. Good to see you, Jake. See you, Gordon. See you. Our friend Christian Cox, uh, former Ute and uh, New England Patriot and clarinetist. Just <laughs> nice. Just as interesting to see if BYU can continue to be focused is how will the Utes bounce back from what happened in that game and how will they do against San Diego State. Jake, I, I find both of these games really compelling. Uh okay yeah yeah I could I could I could say compelling I think Utah has a little more to lose but there's a lot at stake as far as the upside goes for BYU and of course Utah you think they want to lose to the Aztecs no they don't that's why uh, I'm saying I think uh, Utah has more to lose I mean I I know you, you know B or or Christian put a lot of pressure on BYU to follow it up right there I don't know if I 100 percent agree. Uh, it depends on what your expectations are now for this team. Our previous guest, Hode, had Arizona State as the Pac-12 champions. <laughs> yeah, but think about, again, the upside. Right, the if upside. BYU beats this team. That's three straight South Division Pac-12 opponents. Right. I don't think BYU still has a whole lot to lose. That was my point. I think Utah has much more to lose. 
Well, it depends on if you consider it in economic terms that they do have a lot to lose based on the potential for what they have to gain. You know. That didn't that, that didn't make any sense. What? They have a lot more to lose based on what they have to gain? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense uh, yes, at all. It does. No, it doesn't. It, look, you talk to any professor of economics and they will tell you that it's not just the 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 the, the dollar figures for or again. It's what you can lose based on what you could gain. So you can lose in a major way by missed opportunity for what you could gain. I don't think it's actually possible to lose something you never had. Well, potential. What you could potentially have. Bird in the hand, ball on the carpet, bro. <laughs> I don't think you could lose There's something you never had. There's a professor of economics Let's see, who was there. it on that play? It was Rhett Bird. Rhett we're not talking who, who, economic who can theory. Explain this to Jake so that he, you know, I mean, there, there, yeah, there is the gain, what you could potentially gain versus what you lose. You can factor that in. I don't think you can. I don't think that made any sense. You are so stubborn. I mean, how do how did your teachers educate you? Because every time they present some concept to you, you look at them like, oh, well, that's not true. That makes no sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It doesn't, though. You just need to have the frame of reference, you know, the uh, you know the knowledge to be able to pass that along. That's not true either. <laughs> Man, I got a lot, a lot of respect for your mom and dad. I, I don't know how they did it. How did they How did they raise you? What, I'm just supposed to sit here and be insulted? Well, I mean, if you give... You give, you get, you know, and I think they give and they give and they take back and then you, you don't get. You're not very pliable at times, you know, that's what I'm saying. You're the person who said something that didn't make sense. <laughs> it made perfect sense. Look, look, I'm going to take myself out of this equation. Could you please call the studio? If you have a background in, in what I'm talking about here. Will you please call so Jake can understand it? Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I didn't explain it properly. And if you could help Jake come to a new understanding of something new today, well, I will, you know, I'll be amazed at that. What's the phone number? It's uh, 1-855-340-ZONE. I thought I had you there. 855-340-ZONE. Please, I'm begging someone. Someone with knowledge, could you please call in and explain this to Jake? And Jake, if someone does that, will you then open up your ears? Gordon, and we're talking about football, not advanced economic theory. <laughs> yeah, but all those things apply to football. No, not really. But now you're now we're arguing over the application of what I said. Thank you for your contribution there, John Maynard Keynes. <laughs> Can we get to Dr. Johnson? Please? Let's go out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend from Premier Wave Therapy. He is Dr. Johnson. And let's talk about something that does make sense, doctor, and that's Colin Premier if you're struggling with ED. That's right. I'm going to put a little analogy for you, Jake, here. So what Gordon is saying is that if you'd come in and gotten some acoustic wave therapy from us and grown a certain size, and you go back to baseline versus not having it done, then you've actually lost more because you could have been bigger than you were. Does that make sense? 
<laughs> I suppose. I, I suppose in this sense that would make sense. Thanks, Doctor. I appreciate you explaining it. You're welcome. No, but we're excited here because we have some great technology. FDA approved, the only one in the state, one of six in the country. Been cl- clinically proven to be more effective than anything else on the market, at least twice as effective, penetrates five times as well. It's awesome technology. Yeah, and uh, people come to you for training on it. I mean, you guys are our experts in using it. Yep, we signed a premier partnership with the laser company so that we can provide guidance for others, help them, you know, improve their protocols and train people who get this laser. So we are the experts. And you're, you're, it's a great deal for our listeners. You're making it worth their while today. Yeah, so if you're listening in, listening to 1280 The Zone, then we're giving $300 off to everybody off of our packages. Or if you've had treatment stuff from someone else and haven't gotten the results you want, we will give you half off of all the treatments because we feel that confident that you'll get an, an effect from our new treatment machine. Wow. Take advantage of it. 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-9283. Or go online, premierwave.com. Doctor, we appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. That number again, 385-360-WAVE. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Brian Kill, former BYU linebacker. Brian, good morning. Let's go! <laughs> oh, man, what a day. What a day to be alive, my friend. What a day. What does this do for BYU football? Oh, man, this is like just getting pulled out of the gulag and put into, you know, relevance and prominence and nice, comfortable, cushy robe of inclusion pulled around us, and it's just indescribable. You know, this is what BYU fans have hoped for for 10 years now. Yeah, what a journey. Independence has um, been um, many things, and I don't think there's anybody who is sad to see it go. Today is a good day. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Here's your Cougars at 30 update. Mason Wake joined us yesterday for Wake's Takes and was asked about if BYU can repeat their performance against Utah every week going forward. I think that plays into having a coach like Kalani, um, his energy and his belief in us and just wanting to go out there and play for him. Um, he's really only the only coach I want to go out there and play for. He's the best head coach in the nation, I think. We're all just motivated to go out there and play with him. And just hearing him talk, um, it's pretty special because the motivations that he brings us, just the joy, him just seeing him dance and stuff, that just brings us energy. And throughout the week, his speeches and stuff, that just motivates us. And it's pretty easy to go play hard for a coach that you love. Subtape brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or Killer Breakfast Burritos. And don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger just off I-15 inside Timpanogos Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. Huh? Huh? I told you, 
make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Utes head to Southern California to renew an old rivalry with the San Diego State Aztecs. Your home for the best coverage of Ute football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Got the Not Sports Board coming up at 4.50. What's going on in the 5 o'clock hour? Gordon, I've got a quick story for you. Okay. Uh, Portland State Bruce Barnum <laughs> uh, had an interesting incentive to get people out to watch his team. Uh, let's see. Always been a character. Uh, Always. <laughs> let's see. He uh, he went. Uh, I'm trying to see where he gave this interview. Um, well, anyway, he said this. He says, "quote I've got to get people to see my kids. I like my team." Uh, he said, "quote I've got a deal for you. Anybody who heard me on your show, so I guess he must have done this on a radio show. Just say I heard Barney on the BFT at the Barney Beer Garden, and I'll buy you a beer." And he adds, I'm not buying your ticket, but I'll buy your beer. How many beers, he was asked, all of them, the coach wow. answered. So he not only wants a crowd at his game, he wants an inebriated crowd. Uh, so did, did you take it that way? I took it like it's one thing to say I'll buy you a beer, but it's another if it's like lots of beers. <laughs> Well, that's the difference he's between like trying to get fannies in the seats, you know. So that's the difference between I'll give you a dollar and I'll give you a hundred dollars. I've never heard of such a thing. Have you? A coach, a coach offering up free trips to the beer stand to buy beer for the whole crowd. It sounds like it could get pretty expensive. Is there a limit? You know, <laughs> I mean, is it uh, at some point? Uh, I I wonder. How the administrators feel about this offer? I don't know, but uh, I'll tell you what: if you've ever seen somebody uh, attack an open bar at a wedding, <laughs> you know people are going to push those limits. Wow! Come on out to the game. If you come to the game, I'll buy you free beer. All the beers from the head football coach. From the head football coach. Tell you what: if I'm in the Portland area, I'm going. <laughs> I figured you would. Guess what we're doing this weekend, everyone? <laughs> Is there any, could there be any liability issues in such a thing? I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. I don't know if that would work as well around here. I was thinking, you know, if a coach <laughs> is trying to drum up, drum up some support. But well, I, don't I, think, I mean, Utah doesn't even sell beer, does well, it? Well, nobody does. Is that, is that state law? I believe so, yeah. Could be, I mean, BYU wouldn't do it, but could they do it if they wanted to? Can, if they're a private school, I think they could do it if they wanted to. Now all those all the beer lovers out there are thinking, what a waste of an opportunity. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> think it's changing do it, though. But any, they won't. Do yeah, it. I don't think it's changing though anytime soon. Wow, come on out to Portland State. Who are they playing? I have no idea. Uh, Does it matter? <laughs> 
talk to those who just want a beer or two or three or four. To, to salvage a serious topic, I, I understand why coaches at the at lower levels, you know, who are excited about their team, mm-hmm. um, would go to great lengths to try to get fans out to, to support and watch and those sorts of things because it does make a difference. If there's, if there's anything our guy PK has sold me on over the years is that juice matters. And I, I get it. And Portland State, you know, has, where they are on the landscape and in the sports world up there, they, you know, a coach who's enthusiastic about his team probably is pretty uh, uh, motivated to <laughs> encourage people to come watch. I get that. Some people might say, well, why doesn't he, like, offer up something else? I don't know. He's, he's really because motivated. He, because he thinks beer will draw them in. Because beer will work. That's right. Beer will work. Hmm. But that I saw that story. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I saw that story, I immediately thought of you. Oh, thank you. You associate me with uh, drinking multiple beers. Well, you like yourself a beer, don't you? I do like myself a beer. I'm a pretty simple beer guy. Do you have too. a favorite? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm pretty. Just give me something domestic, a little lighter. Like what? Like a Budweiser. Ah. So you're a meat and potatoes guy. Yeah, there's a lot of snobby beer people out there, and I get it. I understand because there's a lot of creative science that goes into beer these days, like a lot of uh, micro brews and those sorts of things where they put a lot of work into it. But I'm pretty simple. I'm a pretty simple taste type of guy. All right. All right. Well, I you guess would you, be I a, guess... a snooty, <laughs> a, a snooty beer snob kind of, kind of guy. Yeah. What what uh, what's the difference between a bad beer and a good beer? Because oh. I I've, I tasted beer once in high school, just a, a little bit on the tongue, and I hated it. Never have had it since. Mm, some is, people is they say, say it's an acquired taste. Some people say that, yeah. I I think it's all based on pure personal taste. Some people like a lot of hops in their beer. I don't I don't go that direction myself. Some people like darker, lighter. It's all personal taste. Okay, so I mean, does one quench the thirst better than another? Well, I mean, not everybody's drinking a beer to quench a thirst. <laughs> like, if I'm real thirsty, I'm not going for a real stout Guinness or something. It's... All right. Well, I'm I'm ignorant on that one. Like, if you're thirsty, do you want a real thick hot chocolate? <laughs> so, so that would be the hot chocolate. Uh, it's just a similar, like, uh, on the the ratio of thirst quenching ability. Not all beverages are created the. The same. So if you just wanted uh if you wanted to quench your thirst and to get kind of a righteous buzz, what what are you drinking? Well, in Utah at a gas station or a grocery store, it doesn't matter. Well, well I for, mean, but what, for what, you, what, Gordon, what I would, would go like a St. Ides malt liquor, but you have to get that at the Isn't malt liquor, isn't that the heavy stuff? You have to get that at the liquor store. Oh. What are you trying to do to me? I don't know. I just you seem like a St. Ides kind of guy. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what you just uh, whether you just insulted me or what. No, you... I, I'm, I'm not insulting you at all. It's a fine brew. Well, head on out to the ball game. <laughs> Go they better out. have good bathroom facilities, right? I, I would say, but considering that obviously nobody goes to these games, or else he wouldn't have to do this in the first place, <laughs> it's probably not going to be do an you issue. Think how many people that draw it? I don't know. What would you guess? I, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, Weber State draws all right, right? They don't serve beer, do they? No, they don't. But I'm guessing that's you know similar level. Portland State, right? Big Sky. I don't know how many go to their games. Yeah. All right. Well, good for him. He's getting creative. Uh, yeah. 
Whatever works, man. Maybe Gordon. Maybe you'd be more like an old English kind of, kind of guy. I have no idea. The O E. No, I, I have no All idea. Right. Stay tuned. More big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. Wednesday. Caller number twelve right now at eight five five three forty zone. Tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, call right now, 855-340-ZONE, and you're getting a pair of tickets to go see KISS. One of Rock's all-time legendary bands, KISS, returns to Salt Lake City for their rescheduled end-of-the-road tour. KISS will bring a stellar night of entertainment, playing all the KISS classics from 1974 to current day. Don't miss your chance to see these legends on stage Tickets available now at LiveNation.com or simply be the 12th caller right now, 855-340-ZONE. The concert is a week from tonight at USANA Amphitheater, so jump on it. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. After their emotional win against the Utes, BYU welcomes in another Pac-12 opponent as Arizona State rolls into Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 6 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Here's Utah running backs coach Kyle McDonald talking about uh, the kind of workload Makai Bernard can handle. Uh, 20 plus, I think so. I think that he has the frame to be able to do so. He has the style of play to do so. He's elusive and he can also run for power. Um, he doesn't take a bunch of shots like that. Um, he's kind of slippery in some ways, so he can be a 20 plus guy. But yet he seemed very powerful as the game went on Saturday night. He's he powerful, yeah. He just has, he has a, a multitude of different tools that he can go to throughout the course of the game. Subtape brought to you by Davis Vision. Their back-to-school sale going on now. Get $1,000 off LASIK and get rid of those contacts or glasses forever. Call 801-253-3080. LASIK can be an affordable option and financing is available. Don't wait. Call today, 801-253-3080 or go online, davisvisionmd.com. Davis Vision. this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big show. It's time for the Not Sports Report brought to you by the Larry H. Miller Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, we're going across the pond, but before we go uh, across the pond, do you know what day it is today? Wednesday. It is Wednesday, I think, yeah. National uh, Donut Hole Day. Oh, no, not another day. Today is National Cheese Toast Day. That's not a thing. The 15th of September. You think it's not a thing, but it was first uh, 
created in 1958 by a fellow by the name of Del Johnson uh, when he opened his first Sizzler restaurant. It, it's not a creation to put cheese on toast. That's not a creation. And, and that way, it tastes really good. Sure, but it's not a creation. Nor is it notable. No. <laughs> I, I, I saw the word cheese and it automatically got my attention. Cheese toast day. All right, Jake. Name me, you guys. I want you to put your heads together and name me some of the. Uh, name me a few of these crazy uh, trends that have afflicted young people. Okay. What do you got? Trends that have afflicted young people. Yeah, like the Tide Pod thing. Um, cholera. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of weird fashion statements. There in was. My day. There was the uh, what was the the bird box and what was that thing? Oh uh, yeah, where Blind, you you drive it? blindfolded. Yeah, smart. What else? What else has there been? Uh, you mentioned the Tide Pods. Uh huh. Hans claims there's this rancid meat trend where you leave a hunk of meat under your bed for several months and then eat it. What? That's disgusting. Well, I've got a new one here. The zone does not condone any no, of this. No, not at all. I've got a new one here. It's called... <laughs> a, it's a trend amongst kids called beaning. Yeah, this has been around a while. Has it? Yeah. I hadn't heard of it until I saw this story today. This is, well, if it's what I think it is, our mission president had to tell us to stop doing this. What? Where you, where you lob things towards midsections? Is that what this no, is? No, 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 no. Oh, no, right. no not, not quite that way. But apparently <laughs> what's happening is that kids are going to stores and buying gobs and gobs of baked beans, cans oh. of baked beans. No, different thing then. Okay. And what are they doing with said beans? They are smearing them over people's possessions. Definitely a different thing. <laughs> what do you mean their possessions? You know, like cars, doors, doorknobs, houses. Like like egging driveways. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. This, this doesn't strike me as all that creative or hilarious unless they did it to the neighbor's dog or something. <laughs> Well, I guess I could do that. What? Wait, what was your version of beaning? Oh man, I. Oh, I can't tell you. We did some similar things, but we did differently. My friend had a anarchist cookbook, and we used that all the time. <laughs> Isn't that for like making bombs and stuff? Yeah, that's in there. But if you mix some uh, styrofoam and gasoline together, it makes this like napalm substance. Uh, that burns and burns and burns and burns and stains forever, whatever it's burned on. So you draw certain things on people's driveways. And... Apparently. Jeez, you did that on your mission? No, no, <laughs> not on my mission. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently shops have been warned by police to watch out for young people going into stores to buying exorbitant amounts of beans. And, and parents are being warned, if you're baked beans... Uh, suddenly disappear off your shelves. Check with your kids, because they're beaning. They're out there beaning. <laughs> they're smearing baked beans all over your neighbor's house or all over your neighbor's dog 
or all over, you know, whatever. Go a, a parked car. <laughs> that with Jake, that would be funny. <laughs> the dog. Fido comes through the living room just covered in bushes. <laughs> all right, let's get out of the zone. Phone. Join be us warned. now. Be warned, everybody. Our friend from Premier Wave Therapy, call him three eight five three six zero Wave. He is Doctor Johnson with us once again. And uh, Doctor, let me put it this way: maybe if you want to be a little more. Well, no, I'm not going to put it that way. For folks suffering from ED out there, you guys are on the cutting edge, and people need to listen up. Yeah, so we have a new treatment device, a new acoustic wave machine that was just FDA approved, and it took them 10 years to get through the FDA approval process. So it's been vetted, it's been studied extensively, and it's shown to be super effective. In fact, it's twice as effective as any other machine that's out there, and it was specifically designed for erectile dysfunction. The other machines, while they work, are not FDA-approved for erectile dysfunction. They're FDA-approved for, like, plantar fasciitis and whatnot. So it's kind of a huge upgrade. It's equivalent to going from a Civic to, like, a Ferrari. You know, you could drive from here to California in eight hours in your Civic, but you can get there in four hours with our Ferrari and get there faster and bigger and stronger. (laughs) And, and you guys, you know, really go out of your way to make the experience very comfortable for your patients. Yeah, we've thought through every uh, every step. We've made it very comfortable. It's not an embarrassing process at all. We've had great training, great staff training, a very comfortable environment. And it's not something that you need to shy away from because so many people suffer from it. And I just it always boggles my mind. Why would you deal with something? Why would you live with this when you don't have to live with it? Because, you know, Sexual relations are such a large part of just relations in general, and studies have shown that people who have a good sexual relation with their significant other have a much happier life. So why deal with it when you don't have to? Uh, And you've got a great deal going right now for Zone listeners, absolutely making it worth their while. Yeah, so for all those Zone listeners, if they call in today, they can get $300 off the treatment series. However, if they've had treatments from another provider and have not been satisfied with the results, we feel so confident that ours will work that we'll give them half off of all of our treatments. All right, jump on it. Here's the number, 385-360-WAVE, 385-360-9283. You can also check them out online, premierwave.com. Doctor, we appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. All right, we've got What's Going On coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Brian Fisher from Athlon Sports. What do you expect this weekend from that Sun Devils-Cougars matchup here in Provo? It's going to be interesting because I'm not quite sure that Arizona State has been playing up to their potential. I mean, this was a team that, you know, frankly, had it not been for the NCAA investigation and everything that's been going on off the field, that you could make a legitimate case this is probably one of the favorites in the Pac-12 South. I don't think they've been quite as sharp offensively. You kind of expect a little bit more, and, and we haven't quite seen that. I think that's kind of reflected in this close line. I mean, BYU is playing well. They've got a lot of momentum coming into this. And, and as you guys know, they take these games against Pac-12 opponents seriously. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if BYU comes in there and just physically makes ASU pay in the trenches in particular in this game. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.